Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I'm super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up. This is TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If you're feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up. Keep your faith in the Lord and re-restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super hit. You never had it. You keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it. You ain't even got a flash up. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it. Now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Ask it. If you see another fella of the Denar era, I'm making their life better, yeah. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Triple P, Pam, known as already blessed. We done heard half the news. We waiting on the rest. We waiting to fest. Remember that we on the same map. Tony and Ray ran, the brothers on the same path. It's time for a transference of wealth and ain't trying to be left with my life on the shelf. Can't do it by myself, we gotta do it together. A life of wealth, we living like to live it forever. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. It was all a dream, but now it's a reality. Now it's where it has to be. Just keep your faith and you will see. It's a catastrophe, but just be patient, though. It's incredible how he used the oddest things to bless your soul. TNT, the Tony Raven, where you at? People waiting on the intel call to hit you back. Raven got the ladies going crazy on the open mic. Call midnight till the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. It's blessed life, I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believers. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We got the ladies going crazy on the open mic. Call me nice that break us down is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. This blessed life I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. 
to put Maliki's name back up as prime minister. Because what you'll see if you look at the articles, one article says no one who was the previous prime minister, including Al-Kazimi, will be put up for prime minister. And another article says the framework has decided that Maliki is the guy they're going to nominate. <laughs> Supposed to be confusing, not supposed to know, absolutely is. All of that. So we'll wait and see. What does that do for us? They're talking about the rate, the change, and the budget. The framework is trying to blame the fact that it's not done on the U.S. They're saying the U.S. doesn't want it done. They don't want to see change. And the U.S., wants to see the oil law stay the same because it all benefits the U.S. That's what they're posting out to their people. And we all know it's just the opposite. Um, Sadar, his guys came out and said everything is being influenced by uh, international countries, mainly Iran. So that's out there. I know you guys saw the video from, from the guy over there with them talking about putting the rate back. They're trying to decide. When they say move the rate back to what it was, they're using the numbers of 1,200. And they're saying to do this would be confusing, cause a whole lot of problems. People would actually get upset, which they would if they put it back to 1,200. Because it would cause the same situation in the market that it did when they moved it up to 1440. So what's the solution? Because the rates would change again if they put it back to 1200 and they would have no gain, they'd lose all that. So when you see their article saying that, it's absolutely true. That's Those are the things that would happen if they put it back at 1200, which we should never see. We should see the RV, our numbers, which will triple their buying power, which will take all those problems away. I mean, all the rates would change. They would have tripled the buying power, which would be great for them. And that's what they need to see come out. So a lot of things they're saying are true under the circumstances they are saying them under, but not under what we know the international rate and what's supposed to happen and when the RV was supposed to happen. And they're saying that all this needs to be studied for a period of three years in order to meet the qualifications of the IMF. Well, guys, they're talking about stuff that already happened. They already studied it for three years. The IMF already signed off on it and everything else. They're just now catching their citizens up or using it as an excuse to confuse everybody about what's going to happen. And the only thing that made close to logical sense or could possibly happen is when al advisor said, let's be patient, take it slow, and see what happens the rest of the year before we make any decisions. It's not due to the rate or even oil, because oil is going to continue going up. Uh, it's not due to the war 
and the fact that they don't want Russia to get any of this money, I should be saying not only, because those are the only things. Supposedly the war is going to be over at the end of the year. That's what uh, Ukraine is saying. They see it being over by then. I think I told you guys that on Wednesday. With the fact that Russia already started pulling some people out of certain areas, which suggests that it could be. The fact that NATO is now letting in the two new countries that border Ukraine and is going to bring more power. The fact that Biden has announced he's putting a larger military parent um, presence in both Poland and Germany could all bring it to an end, which we think we'll see. Now, that's all the political stuff. That's all the stuff that we can see. But what we don't know is the one thing that could change it all and blow it all out the water. And that is how long the Iraqi people are going to stand for it. Are they going to let it go another six months with oil prices continuing to climb, with all extra money and nobody benefiting from it being the citizens? Are they going to let it go knowing that this money sitting here in Maliki and Iran and everybody else continues to get paid for it with it? I mean, they are the factor. And what they is Saddam. If they do come up with a government in nine days, like they said, or after the 10th, I don't know how long it's going to take, is he going to let that government go and continue to be a corrupt government, or is he going to force it to make the changes by telling the people what to do in the streets? That's what we're looking at. Those are options, and we don't know. You know, I'm trying to you know get my crystal ball to show me something that won't show me. I tried to use the eight ball, and I don't like the answers from the eight ball. So we're going to go ahead and see what really happens. We know financial markets are getting prepared. I told you guys on Wednesday, they were already talking to some people with SKRs, actually, and trying to get them prepared for the weekend or for next week because that's when they think it is. Uh, something should happen. I don't think it should happen realistically until after the holiday, the 10th, and they do have a government because from that moment on, it could happen any second because that's the one thing, the only thing that's missing besides the budget. But CBI could say, okay, we got enough money, they're going to do it, and, and we run with it. But uh, everything else is still good. Committee guy said, yep, all that's true. Treasury's right. Banks are right. It's done. The rate is there. It's sitting there ready to go. But he's hearing they just don't want Russia to get any of it. So we got to look. The ruble was supposed to revalue. And even if it did revalue, who would care because they got sanctions against them and nobody's going to use the rule, right? So how does Russia get any money out of it? How do they benefit from it that they don't want them to? And it's real easy for you guys who haven't figured it out. They have reserve currencies just like we do, just like most countries do. 
and those reserve currencies would revalue, giving them more money to use, to buy, to support them. So while it makes sense, if, if we're a business and we're a country and we're looking at it, to wait until the war is over, so the oil prices get stable and they know where it's really going to be at, even though it's going to be over $90, which is what they're setting the budget at anyway, all that would make sense if things go back to normal. But does it make sense to the Iraqi people? Will they sit back and wait for that, watching all that money pile up while they're starving, hungry, or don't have jobs? just to satisfy everybody else when it's their money? That is the billion-dollar question. All right, Ray, let's get started. All right. First, um, Jeff is celebrating the birthday. So we get the birthdays out of there. Happy birthday to you, Jeff. Who is Jeff? I want to wanna wish you a happy birthday. I wanna wanna help you celebrate. I wanna wanna wish you lots of presents. I wanna wanna help you eat your cake. If you're bossy, bossy in the island way, you'll be jamming all night through the light of day. Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine. Another year and you'll be looking fine. So have a little worry, don't you hesitate. It's time to party, party, time to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, that's somebody, Hot Pink Tuesday, submitted. You have to ask Hot Pink Tuesday who Jeff is. Oh, didn't we have a mod who had a birthday today? Huh? Um... Oh, that, that was snaps. That was Monday, Wednesday, right? Oh, I'm, I might be getting mixed up now. Me too. But okay, all right, let's go. Somebody attacked me okay. Monday. So, Jim and KC says, "You said your various sources expected something to happen regarding an RV announcement between last and the middle of next week. Is that still the current timing expectation?" I think you, you addressed that. You're saying that's when they expect it. And that's why I explained to you, I don't know why, but because everything is done and it could happen. But guys, you remember today, and it could, because it put a lot of confusion. They're trying to address the changes 1,200 instead of the new RV rate or the one-to-one. They're saying in their statements, if they do the 1,200, that it has to stay like that three years, according to their agreement with the IMF. And we know none of that can be true. There's no way they can leave that rate with oil going up 110, 111, 150. They had a stable government. None of that can be true. But it was depressing for some of the Iraqi people. But it's okay. Because that's what they do before they make their actual announcement. So, yeah, the banks are still looking at that time frame. The Treasury's still looking at that time frame. The only one who's not 
is our uh, council guy. Go ahead, right? Okay. Continuing on, do you do your Iraqi sources think Kadimi and Selah will be the next prime minister and president of the republic? And will the RV be done by the CBI as soon as there is a legitimate government within 72 hours? Okay, nobody is saying Selah or al Kazimi will be anymore since Sadar dropped out. Sadar was the one insisting that, and most people felt he was going to get his way. But since he dropped out, half of the framework, at least, is insisting that both of them go. Well, they're insisting that al Kazimi goes. Um, Half of Kurdistan is insisting that Selah goes. Sadar uh, was trying to keep both of them in place, even though he went against Selah on Wednesday for not signing off on the normalization with, with Israel or non-normalization, because he didn't actually sign off on it. So they're saying that killed Selah. The framework is saying they killed al Kazimi, and they're gonna have two new people that everybody agreed with. We don't know how that's going to happen. The one thing we do know that even Iran is telling them, whoever they name, make sure Sadar agrees with it, whether he's in the government or not. Because if not, it's going to be a failed project. People are saying he's never going to agree with it because whoever it is, then he would be participating in forming that government. So they're never going to get that agreement from him. And all of that is the public side of it. What happens behind closed doors will wait to be seen. All right, what's next? Like first says, how do you see the BRICS monetary system in the ruble? How do you see this with the reset? How do I see it with the reset? The ruble, I mean, if it's in there, like again, I said, they could, in fact, revalue it and nobody still accept it. I don't know why they would do that, though. I wouldn't. If I was in charge, I'd just remove it from the GCR. If that would work. I don't know. Um, the bricks have always been tied in with us. I don't know what the difference is you're looking for in the BRICS monetary system. I think they just did something unusual in the amount that they raised their interest rate and the fact that they did because they haven't done it, I think, in over a decade. But I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. What's next? Sorry. All right. We go to live callers. 404 area code. You are on. Hi, Tony, and hi, Ray. Appreciate your continued connecting of the dots uh, and the like. Happy Friday and happy 4th of July weekend. Um, I've been having phone trouble, so I hope uh, you can hear what I'm, I'm asking. Um, there's been a lot of conjecture and speculation, and, you know, we've been kind of forewarned to expect uh, kind of confusion and chaos when we get to the, the end. Um, I, I keep going back to what's happening now and whether or not any one of your, your sources has gone back and done 
kind of an analysis of the Kuwait thing from, you know, 20 years ago uh, to see whether or not we are reliving that. Uh, this is a question that I've asked periodically over the course of the last decade. Um, but things seem to be correlating a lot to what happened in Kuwait to what we're seeing now. Are your sources saying the same thing, or are they saying Kuwait's irrelevant, you know, we're on to what we're doing right now? Let's say your sources. Uh, they're not saying either because I haven't been asking about either or how similar it is, but we can look at it and not just Kuwait, but other countries that it revalued afterwards. And they all go through a period of denial. Not gonna happen, we're not ready, country's not ready internationally, and then they just do it. Um, Selah's advisor, the academic advisor, was saying that today, and he, he said that. Well, the finance minister's always gonna deny it because that's what he's supposed to do. And we know that's what they're supposed to do. Talked about it several times. Nobody's going to say it's upcoming. The closest he got to is what he said. Let's watch it for the rest of the year. And actually, I think he said till November. And let's see what happens. Because he said it absolutely is a possibility it can happen. But let's mm -hmm. wait until November to see what happens. But that doesn't mean <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing that I I keep looking at again, uh, you know, you you've uh, counseled us all these these many years of how how the banking community has always liked to uh, fall back on a three day holiday weekend um, with the the banks being closed. Uh, we're going into another three day holiday weekend. You've told us about 4 p.m. close of market uh, sort of thing. Um, how realistic do you think we are at really going into finally being able to celebrate Christmas in July, which has been a phrase that, you know, we've heard <laughs> these many Julys over the course of the last decade. What, what say you on that? I say um, they're not on standby, they're not on alert, they're not on mileage restriction, and I've heard absolutely nothing from Texas. So while they're saying it, I don't actually see it happening. And if it does, I'll tweet it out to you guys, because if they go on alert or hear that, then I'll see it happening. The other thing was, I don't, because I heard nothing from the market guys yet. Not even about getting notified or being aware. So I don't really look at this weekend, even though they did earlier, and maybe they felt there was going to be an announcement made or something. But I could look at next week. Okay. And and lastly, you know, I'm I'm intrigued with all of the political intrigue and, and backdoor, you know, I see smoke-filled rooms uh, and, and the like with the, the role that, that Sauter is or is not playing. Um, are any of your sources saying he's he's kind of playing this, this game, and even though he's saying I'll never – get back onto the political scene, I'm withdrawing, that sort of thing, that that's, a, again, a smokescreen, it's a ruse, and that he may come back in and essentially perhaps even have a stronger position politically uh, because of all of the kind of tango he's doing right now? You know what? Nobody's saying that's the plan. But that's what they did talk about today. 
Wow. They said there's a possibility that the federal court could go back and change the ruling on what it takes to build, make the government. They could go back and say, all you need is half plus one instead of three quarters. That's what they started talking about. And you know what they used to reference it? Well, guess what happened in America? Undid Roe vs. Wade. And the Supreme Court is the one who passed it, and then they changed their mind. So now they're saying that their federal court can change their mind and say, no, nah, we ruled the wrong way. Now, should that happen? Sadar will file all kinds of appeals of everything, reclaim his position, and then run the government. Oh, what webs we read here. Oh, well. <laughs> well again, I, I appreciate you oh, helping my. us. Certainly staying uh, tenacious on our behalf. Wish you guys a, a happy and safe 4th of July, as well as everyone else on, on the line. And, uh, who knows? I'd sure like to have you do a, a tweet because you're getting the word that it actually is going to happen on this weekend. But that's my Pollyanna nature here. So, again, appreciate it. And have a great weekend. Thanks. Okay. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. 360, area code, you are on. Good morning, Tony. Good afternoon, Ray. It's Walt. Greetings. Hey, man. How you doing? Well, I'm on time. That's good. Actually, a little early. But no, it's all good. Okay. Looking forward to the fourth, and uh, glad I don't live in Canada because if I set up a firecracker, it cost me a thousand bucks. Although I'd pay for it with an American credit card, and so that it'd only be seven hundred. Thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, but that's oh, like, that's good. <laughs> yeah, um, Tony. Um, <clears throat> I guess that I was summarizing my thoughts and came up with status quo, excuse me. Um, Politicians don't want to let go of the money, the money that they're stealing. This is my my opinion now, I should should preface it with that. And there's nothing that indicates that that's gonna change because nobody that I'm not aware of has been, have been arrested and then prosecuted and and it may be made public, that hasn't happened. And they've been talking about that for months. And they have a history of stealing by inaction. That allows those banks to keep moving the money or individuals to leave the country with the money, however it works. But there's a complicit aspect to the, uh, the mood, the political mood in what I'd call educated Iraq because uh, it's the educated ones that are stealing. The, the guy with a third grade education and and looking for the next day's pay or work or anything like that, he's not the one on the uh, on the inside track on all this. And I do find it interesting that the the BRICS is now entertaining the membership of Iran uh, and I believe Argentina into. Um, their little financial group. So I find that that's, those are, those are things that are indicative of nothing's likely to change quickly unless, as you've said 
on more than one occasion, the people are going to have to force it. And I don't, I don't see it happening any other way. But have you changed your thoughts that it, ultimately it's going to take the people going to the streets and probably dying over this in order to get it to happen? Well, you know, they, they changed the laws. So in that respect, the international community can get involved once they have a government. They don't even have a government to go after them right now. But as far as Maliki, Iran, framework people are stealing the money, it, it may actually take the people to get involved to finally stop it. Now, unless, like I said, al Kazimi was there. They were the ones who were initiating the changes. Uh, once they had a real government with real power, he would have the power to make that change happen then. And the influence with Saddam. But now that all that's out the window, nobody knows how it's actually going to go. So ultimately, I still think it's going to be up to the people or Iran, Maliki, them are going to see what's happening and realize they're going to have to share some of this money with the people. They're going to continue to steal since they can't steal at all like they've been doing. So that's going to be different. So I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I exactly. it's still going to be up to the people. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I, you know what? That's. Uh, I, I think that some of the articles that I've, I've been reading, and, and there, there, there's a, there's been a lot of them. Um, it, the people that write them, or translate them, or whatever they do, um, they say the same thing two or three times, and then. That's it, and so nothing has really changed other than the initial three or four statements, and then they repeat them again and again, and then that's how long the article is. But I, I'm sitting here wondering, they have to, the Iraqi people, are, do you think that they're questioning what they're being told as being truthful and that ultimately they're going to reach the same conclusion that they did before and that, that they've, they've got to turn it upside down and inside out in order to get a change made that ultimately at some point will benefit them. So that's just, just my thought. But I appreciate your Listen, perspective. Well, this is what happened today. When, uh, when somebody asked me about the, the, the video that the guy put out over there, um, Nader, I think it was Nader, and uh, – and I tell you guys last night, he's just an ordinary citizen telling us what he sees from his perspective of what he sure. believes in and what most believe in. But this is the thing that killed me, even about what he said today. And most people say, he said that the people have faith in Al-Kazim. So if Al-Kazimi lets the rate go back to 1,200, or 1290 instead of 1450, 
then the people will see him as a traitor and that he stabbed them in the back. Sure. And they'd be right. That's what they say. No, they wouldn't be right. Why not? They wouldn't be right because he doesn't have the power or authority to do that. He just get blamed for it. Hmm. And that's that's what you have to look at. <laughs> Same thing happens to to you know, I, and you guys. It's not political, but just listen to what I'm saying. Somebody put out today this whole big thing about Biden and how Biden messed up Afghanistan and took all the soldiers out and blah blah blah, and it's his fault. But everything happened. And I say, how can you blame Biden for that? I don't like the fact that he did it. When all he did was fulfill Trump's agreement. But he got to take the blame for it. He didn't agree to do that. He said, hey, the guy in front of me said, okay, I'm not going to do what he did and undo everything Obama said. I'm going to say if that's the agreement he made, that's what you're looking for us to do. We're going to do it, see what happens. So I upheld his word to you. Al-Kazimi is no different. He said, I didn't do that. The article tells you that the finance minister and parliament changed the rate. I didn't do it. I had to live with it just like you guys have been living with it. Because it's not my uh, area in order to do it. But this guy is saying, yeah, but if they do it again, it's his fault. And I'm saying he really doesn't understand how it works because it's not his fault. And he's still going to have to live with it again because he is a caretaker's government. He doesn't have any authority in that area whatsoever except to get blamed for it. Yeah. And that's what you see happening. So does the framework here? No. They're blaming him for everything that he did against them or he didn't do that they wanted him to do. And he didn't have authority to do all that. If you're going to blame somebody, you blame the ministers of finance and the CBI who let it happen or the members of parliament who let it happen because they're the ones who decided it. Did it work out? Yeah. It worked out for the country overall, for their reserves. The international community is ready to go in now where they would not have before, and the people paid that price. But now it's time to reward them for what they went through, I think. But you cannot blame that on Kazini. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, Tony. I appreciate it. And um, happy 4th to you. Happy 4th to you, Ray. And um, hopefully after this, hopefully we can celebrate because that is – so the next key date you're looking at is a week from um, yesterday or day before. Is next Wednesday or is it the Wednesday after that? Or is it neither? The 10th is when the holiday starts. I just don't know when it ends. But they're saying after the holiday, we're going to see changes. And it doesn't even start until the 10th. So that's when it's going to be very public for everybody, supposedly, to see what's going on. I don't know that you change the rate before we even know what's going to happen. 
But as soon as we do, I can see it. Right. Now, the treasury may know something I don't know. Or the councilman, what they both say is done and ready. That something needs to happen for us to make the announcement. And I don't know what the treasury thinks there is, because they haven't told me. The council guy thinks it's not going to happen until they announce the end of the war. We'll see. Right. Well, I appreciate you both guys, and happy 4th. And we'll look forward. We'll probably have a call next Wednesday. Would that be about right? Absolutely. Unless, yeah. unless we're unless. celebrating on Saturday, Sunday, yeah. or Monday. <laughs> yep. And don't forget, I said it's okay to call me. You know, I don't care. Anytime, morning or night, you can give a shout anytime you want. And uh, I, I, I will. can help you spread the right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Thanks, Dave. All, All right, right thank you, sir. Two eight one, you're on. Well, hello Ray, hello Tony. How you guys doing today? Hey there. Well, I don't know why you didn't just hang up, because I always answered all your questions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I always have to get the bad treatment. What is going on? You actually did answer all my questions, but you know I got another one in there somewhere. You know I want, one more was brought up because oh, okay. I did want to ask you about uh, what you thought about why the Treasury felt that this could go this weekend. Even though there is not a seated government, what would make them feel that way? That's kind of crazy, and you haven't heard from the market because that was going to be one of my questions. Or Texas. So. Yeah, and I don't know why. See, I did answer you. I don't know why the Treasury feels that way. I don't yeah. know something that they know that I don't know. But, I right. mean, they know it's all done. Everybody's come to that conclusion as far as anything to do with the RV. But mm-hmm. that's what I said. Maybe they know something I don't know that's going to happen or right. be announced. I don't know. And um, so have we heard this before from the committee guy that everything is done? Did he say that before? I know he always said that he didn't think this would happen until the war is over, but I never, at least I haven't heard you say that he said everything is done and ready to go. I I think he has, though, but because oh. it has until the situation has changed. But right now, I'm just saying they're all on the same page as far as that being done. There's nothing else that needs to be done to make the RV happen except announce it. Mm, Okay. All right. Well, maybe this is all smoke and mirrors, and maybe we could see it sooner than later. Um, Are you in the same... Mindset as myself, I'll put it like that, that if the seated government is sometime after EID, that would be like after next week, right? Or sometime next week. After next week? Probably about the middle of the Middle, okay. That the rate would pop out or around the same time as the budget? 
or the vote or whatever it is that they're doing to see the government has the budget. It could. They could. I know. This is what I know. Biden's supposed to be there, I think, uh, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in the middle of the month. I forgot the exact date. Right. Maybe it's 15, 16, 17. And mm-hmm. they wanted it to be concluded prior to him going over there. So That's we could see it happen real quick. We could see what? I'm sorry. I said we could see it happen real quick. Yeah. Well, that would kind of make sense. I mean, especially if everything is all done. Now you got the committee guy saying the same thing as the Treasury. That's really exciting to me because I guess I haven't heard you say, at least maybe I wasn't listening, because, you know, sometimes I get excited on certain things that you guys be saying that he was on the same page. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay. You get excited and your ears close up? Is that what you said? You're going to be listening? What? Quit your mess. All right, I'm finished. <laughs> Y'all are too much. Thank you, guys. We're going to have a good week. All right. Go on out under that tree and drink you some beer, Budweiser under the tree with the watermelon and all that. Get you a rib. You'll be all right. <laughs> what you think? Girl, did you say Budweiser in the rib? Oh, my God. I mean, you really are from Texas, huh? That's oh what I'm going to get, a Budweiser, and I want a fat rib, a big one. Yeah. And I have a napkin. I'm not going to put it on a plate. I'm going to eat it with the beer next to me. How about that? You all right with that? You on a national call. Going 44 countries, and you actually going to tell people you drink Budweiser? That's all right yeah. when they see me. They know I'm cute. I can wipe off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I may, I may get a little grease up on my forehead around my jaws, but I can wipe all that off. And then when I come out, you won't even know it. See, I'm multi-talented. I can do different mm-hmm. things. See what I'm saying? Anyway, I'll let y'all Bye. know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, six one zero Erico, you are on. Hey, yeah. good afternoon, Ray, and good morning, Tony. It is G Man MPA. Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing, man? Doing super fantastic, oh, gentlemen. I'm going to do the long version here. So here we wait, go. Wait, wait, wait! Before you start, I got to ask you a question. Because you come on every call, but do you have a question that we can answer for you? No, I really don't. Um, All all the questions that have been asked really cover everything, and it's just a matter of time. That's all. It's just a matter of time. So I want to keep on coming on, doing what I'm doing, so this information superstation stays on the air so we can get all that information that you and your brother help us out with. All right. Well, well thank you. So I just wanted to give you that because we never asked. So I wanted to see. Maybe you got a question. All right. Do what you yes. do. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And believe me, if I do have a question, I would ask it. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a new month, a new day, and that means there is a new bill. That needs to be paid. You can help. 
by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payment button, and when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, P.O. Box 1748, Elm City, that's just like the trees, Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders. This way it makes it easier for Ray to track those payments as they come in. For all of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit card or credit card of your choice. Click on the Click Here Instructions. That will then take you to a menu page of payments that you can choose from. Click on the payment that you would like to send in. That will then take you to another page where you'll be asked to type in your email address, your name on the card, and your debit or credit card information. In the block where you type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice and type in your phone number there. That helps Ray track the payments as they come in. So again, to donate electronically, go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit card or credit card of your choice. Click on the Click Here Instructions. That will then take you to a menu page of payments that you can choose from. Click on the payment that you would like to send in. That will then take you to another page where you'll be asked to type in your email address, your name on the card, and the debit or credit card information. In that block where you type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice, and in that same block, Type in your phone number. Again, that helps Ray track those payments as they come in. After you have typed in your debit or credit card information, at the bottom of the page is that blue payment key. After you have clicked on that blue payment key, stay on the page for a few seconds. You'll then receive a circle with a check mark and a sentence that says, Thank you for supporting the TNT Blog Talk Radio Show. This way, you know your payments have gone through successfully. Remember to do it today, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you, gentlemen, for all you continue to do for us. Thank you again to both of your families for continuing to share you with us. Thank you to those 13 task force members who are still out there making sure that the bankers and meeting facilities are going to be available for us post-RV so we can get all that banking information. And as Ray has taught us, remember, verification, negotiation, diversification, protect your principal, KYW, know your worth, and Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. And rally, 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 so I can come join you and enjoy some of that good home style North Carolina barbecue. 
Thank you, gentlemen. Make it a dynamite Fourth of July weekend. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You too. Enjoy the fireworks. All right. Thank you very much. All right. 206 Eric, you are. Greetings, Ray, and greetings, Tony. Top of the 4th of July weekend to ya. I hope you get to some hey, of that how you good doing? North Carolina barbecue this weekend. I'm doing good, thanks. Um, here's the deal. It sounds like the fellow who is a once upon a time member of a committee that no longer exists and hasn't for some time is finally agreeing with the people who are in office who do know what's going on. And if he has any contacts that are worth assault, they would have to be contacts who are presently in office. So it sounds like they're agreeing, except that he has an opinion that it won't happen till after the war. But if this man is actually talking to people in the Treasury or in the Pentagon, and if the Treasury is of the opinion that this is all ready to go, not after a war, then doesn't do you ever just come up to this man and say, wait a minute. You're saying this, but you're out of office. You're not on a committee, and the committee you were on doesn't exist, but the people who are in power, who are in the Treasury, who are in the banks, are saying this other thing. Where do you get your information to give you the contrary opinion in opposition to the people who are running the show? Do you ever speak to him that way? Now, listen, first of all, we're getting at the most unprivileged information. So, um, you know, some of my guys, I say, hey, can you ask them this or ask them that? I don't ask questions. I just listen to what they say, and I just pass it on. I'm like, you don't even ask questions? No. I'm like, okay. We go from there. In your, to your perspective, what you're seeing right now, then I'd have to look at and say, well, man, during the Obama administration, I had guys standing in the White House telling me when Hillary was coming and going, because that actually happened. Tell me what the room was set up for, and then to make the announcement, because that actually happened. Tell me a whole lot of things that I could tell you guys. I had a guy calling us from Iraq who was right outside the door during Parliament. And as soon as Maliki came out and got the shoe thrown at him, he called laughing. You wouldn't believe what just happened. But does that mean since those guys are no longer there, I shouldn't be telling you what's going on in Iraq? Does that mean they don't still have some contacts there, resources there? So I know my committee was talking to people sitting in the Pentagon when he was talking to them because we were going back and forth. So does that mean because that committee went away, they completed their work, he can't still talk to that person that was in the Pentagon? 
No, of course he can't. can't. still get that the same information he was getting? I know, but yeah, why should I that. question him like that when I know he still has his contacts because I still have mine? Yes, but that's not the point. The point is his contacts are not as current on the issue, nor are they in authority on the issue, but the people you're speaking to from the Treasury are. So that makes them closer to the pulse, and that makes them more likely to really know what they're talking about versus people sitting back and opining. Because if you've ever been much in, in Washington, you know that anybody who's ever been there loves to give his opinion. And it's rarely an opinion that's founded on authority. It's just a guy sitting back saying, this is what I think. Well, I understand your point of view, and I'm trying to give you mine. I think he's still close enough to the situation. I think those people are still there, that they're involved. And I think there's two sides to every coin, and I prefer to hear both sides. And then let's see okay. what, what happens. But um, my question is not to incriminate or, or demean this man. I'm just simply saying when two different people give me two opposing positions, I just naturally and respectfully and with, with all due regard for them say, okay, how do you resolve the difference between what you're saying with a committee group that was or a group of still insiders who are getting scuttlebutt versus the Treasury. Okay, so this is, it. this is how I do it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how I do it. First of all, I don't insult or question anybody trying to give me information. I accept the information. What I then do is try to talk to all my other sources and see where that information matches up. But I don't cut anybody off. I don't cut off my nose and spite my face. I don't say, hey, I don't want to hear that because you're no longer sitting in the office and your person has to make two phone calls to get the same information that they used to get on one phone call. Instead, I say, give me the information from all of you. Let me come to a conclusion or at least see how much of it matches so I can put the puzzle together. Give me the pieces. I will put it together, and we'll see what happens. Because if I'm questioning my council guy, why am I not questioning my treasury guy? Why am I not questioning my contractor in Iraq? Why am I not questioning the banker in Iraq? If I'm questioning the, the, the banker in New Jersey, why am I not telling the guy in Texas, you don't know what the hell you're talking about? Because Florida, Wisconsin, and, and D.C., Atlanta, they all said this, and you all work for the same bank. So what am I supposed to do? Cut them off because I don't agree with them or because they're not saying the same thing? I'm sorry, Tony. No. I'm, I'm, I don't mean anything about cutting people off or criticizing them. I'm just simply saying when I talk to Joe over in the West Wing and he's saying one thing and then I talk to Jennifer over in the East Wing and she's saying another thing, I would just say, hey, Joe, seems like you and Jennifer have a different uh, a different opinion on this. Uh, how we do say you that all the time. That? 
And he tells me they don't know what they're talking about. They say he don't know what he's talking about. So I'm not going to keep questioning him about it. Well, see, that's that's what, what you say you talk about all the time is all I'm saying. I would never mean to insult anybody or to cut them off. It's just say, hey, there's a couple different opinions out there. Why do you think your opinion is has the more merit? And not because you want to tear up this puzzle piece, but because you want to get as many puzzle pieces as you can lay your hand on. That's, well, because I know who he's talking to. I know who they're talking to. And maybe nobody's getting the full picture, and that's why I'm getting all the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was not criticizing you. I was just saying, do you ever ask those, well, why do you think that kind of questions? And I don't think when you ask someone, why do you think that, you're doing anything more than honoring the value of his opinion. You're asking him for to flesh out his opinion more, which honors his opinion. But, but they give me that. Anybody. Like he said, it's not going to happen okay. because of this. And this is what I'm being told. So I don't need to say okay. who exactly is telling you that. What time did he tell you that? Did he text it to you, write it to you, or what? No, Because now people are starting to feel so intimidated or giving up their sources. Yeah. And that's not how you Those gather information. Questions. Yeah, it would. Uh, All right, thanks. I'm thinking of Enjoy your Fourth of July. You, and All you right. too, my friend. All righty. All right. Thank you. Seven oh six. Squeeze you in. Hey. Good afternoon. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How you all doing? Super fantastic. How you doing? I'm good. I forgot to unmute because my question was answered. I'm sorry. No problem. All right, right, then. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great weekend. Have a good day. Happy You all too. Okay. All right, guys. We said this one was going to be short and sweet. It's time to wrap this up. Did you say that? Yes, it was in the text. Oh, uh, oh, I didn't see the text, so I don't know. Anyway, all right, guys. Uh, Let's see what happens. I I don't think there's any negative out there because things are still going forward. They're putting more and more misinformation out, I think, or misdirection than anything. But then we get the little tidbits like we did from Al Kazimi's finance guy, it absolutely is a possibility. It's actually been planned. We just have to wait and see when. So let's do what I'm going to do is enjoy this day. <clears throat> enjoy your 4th of July weekend. And let's see what happens next week. But we're still going forward. All is still going up, which means the rate's still going up. Which means the people are saying, you're collecting all this money, and I want mine. And we'll see how long that lasts. But anyway, enjoy your day, your weekend. Be super fantastic while you're doing it. And share the super fantastic. All right, Ray. Okay, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for us for this fantabulous Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Happy July 4th to you. Keep believing. We sure do.
this keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up. Fire.
recording one this session is no longer being recorded and that ladies and gentlemen is a wrap we are out of here with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.